otherwise on SAFM. Talking Felix with Roberta John. Welcome, Roberta. Oh, it's lovely to be here, Shadow. And congratulations. You know, your audiences in Durban at the festival apparently were laughing and crying, you know, after the screening of what is it about it that was so emotive? What are the ingredients in there? Well, I think it's because it's a story of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a young boy, Felix, who has a dream to be a jazz musician like his late father. Mm-hmm. And his mother is dead against it because for her it's the devil's music because the father <laughs> imbibed a bit too much and died early and left her with these three small children. So she's against it. And he, you know, he's he's just... Music's in his bones, and mm-hmm. he can't help himself, so he just holds on to his dream. And in doing so, he changes the lives of everyone around him, and of course, including shifting the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we learn from our children, you know. We and, do, uh, we do. And that story, in fact, is so true, because I know a lot of uh, other very successful jazz musicians whose parents were not allowing them to follow the craft, because, you know, it was work at midnight, and they weren't home, so they thought there were going to do some dirty work, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in the street. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's close to a lot of people's hearts. I think story. so. I think there'll be strong identification with it. Um, you know, the, the, the Bozza Boys, which is what the, the Blake father belonged to, mm-hmm. um, you know, the old, old Bozza Boys, some of them are still remaining, and of course they've been down and out and, you know, have sort of splintered, and this one's a music teacher and that one busks, and, mm-hmm. you know. So we eventually, you know, I don't want to give the story away, yes. but these guys come to the fore, and it's a lovely combination with these old topics. We've got Tapella Morphokeng playing oh. Rojo and we have Royce and Stoffels playing Fingers Fortain, the fastest fingers on the flats and then they're linking up with, with Felix and sort of mentoring him and seeing him on his way on his, on his journey. But it also deals with something that is still a problem in South Africa which is bullying at school. Oh yes, because uh, um, you know Felix, uh, his mother through her employer gets a bursary for him to go to a private school. So mm-hmm. you know she she sees his education, you know, very much education on this music business, um, and he he goes to school and he's a fish out of water, you know, and mm-hmm. he has to prove himself, and he mm-hmm. knows that he's musical, so <laughs> he has to hang on to that dream, which he does, and uh, you know pushes through, and he, and he really has huge odds. When we showed the film in Durban, we showed the film, uh, well, it had a couple of public screenings, but it also had a screening to a group of learners. Mm. And it was just fabulous to read the response from those learners mm. and what, that, what, the, what the film had communicated to them in terms of, you know, going forward and, and believing in what you, you know, what you believe your talents are. We've all got a God-given talent. And holding on to that and, you know, realizing your dream. Who plays Felix? Fayani Junior Mabaso. And uh, I, I, I saw 400 boys, over 400 boys. We had a massive casting effort mm-hmm. countrywide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shame, you know, they went through quite a, a lot of grueling callbacks, etc., because I had a short list of three in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Felix carries the film, you know, he had to be just right. And uh, I must say, Flayani really rose to the occasion. He's Was that very his first talented. experience? No, he's performed before. In fact, um, you may remember this commercial, or may not. There was a commercial, I think it was for DSTV, where there's a baby on a woman's back, mm-hmm. and she's washing, 
at the at the basin, mm-hmm. and the baby's got the control, and it's pushing the control, and <laughs> checking out all the channels. So that baby was Clayani. <laughs> then, so, yes, yes. And and you've got other because working with children can't be as easy. I mean, you've got teenagers, you've got another one. Um, well, you've got Josh. a whole stack of kids in this film. Oh really? Uh, yeah, you've got Clayani's um, brother and sister. Uh, played by Elvis Nukwetu. They also did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Really lovely little actors. And uh, then you've got at school, you've got Joshua Sampson, and then there's Wesley, and um, there, there are a couple of them. One of them's now gone over to England. Um, so, you know, there, was, there were three nerdy friends, and then there were the, the three bully guys, mm-hmm. uh, as you always get at school, yeah. you get the two groups. Um, but I have to say that it was, for me, the most joyous experience mm. working with these kids. I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, I, I, I thought it was fantastic, and it was such fun. And, you know, when you have a, a young cast come on set every day and proceed to hug everybody, oh. everybody's happy oh. after oh. that. Oh. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need to get on with your day. But there's, there's also a first for this film, you know, written, directed, shot, designed, and edited by an all-women team yes. since 1994 well yes I, b- I believe that it is since 1994 um, I had you know I, I put a team around me that I have worked with before mm-hmm. um, you know Shirley Johnson the scriptwriter, gave me the script way back when in 2005 and I've been trying to make this film ever since because I really believe in it's, it and it, it's really the Cape Jazz which really gives it a wonderful kind of texture mm-hmm. and really also emphasizes and underlines the kind of content that's coming through, which is emotive, you know, there's no doubt about it. Now I've you've got moist, me going. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got me going because I want to go and see it just for the chance <laughs> of anything else. So you've you've been trying for, since 2005. Yes, yes. yes. And luckily, Sabido uh, um, Productions came to the fore and financed the movie because it was about the money with feature films, a long haul. Um, and then in terms of um, my DOP, Natalie Harhoff, she's done a lot of my dramas with me. In terms of shooting them, she shot on Home Affairs first and then moved on to Sekulian Partners and other dramas. So, I, you know, I work well with her and I know her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and my editor, Mareka, I've worked with since... 2000. So, you know, you're inclined to work with people mm. and get used to working. And with this feature, you know, I've selected people quite carefully mm. um, that I felt were, were just right to, to work on the project. But you've been in this business forever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you've, and that me, that's why you, you're a lifetime achievement winner, you know. Um, you've done all these soapies. Do you call them soapies? Well, no, more, not dramas, so, more dramas than soapies. And comedies. And comedies. And Scoot is Nice, I mean, stands out as Madam and Eve and all of those stand out as, as the best. What keeps you going? The next story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next project. It's the next story. You know, it is like that. Um, you know, you, you get excited by content. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm a storyteller, basically. That's what I am. I mean, I spend 80% of my time probably script editing and dreaming up story, you know. And, and uh, there's stories to be told. And there's wonderful new talent coming through with lovely mm-hmm. new stories. And it's exciting, you know. And I think now we're in a very good place because we have the support from government uh, in terms of supporting features.
features through the rebates and so on, which is why we have so many more of our features being made. Mm -hmm. And I think the cult quality of our features is also coming up. You know, I mean, we've seen some really lovely films recently Mm -hmm. coming through. And with Felix, um, we've been overwhelmed by the response, really. I mean, it's been fantastic. And now we've been accepted into the London International Film Festival, Vancouver International Film Festival. It's also the Lucas Children's International Film Festival in Frankfurt and Hamburg as well, to the Hamburg Film Fest. So this film is also being recognized internationally, which is great. What's your dream for it? That it travels and that it gets seen by a lot of people. And my big dream for it, actually, is that it's seen by a lot of South Africans. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it, we, have, we have exhibiting challenges, mm-hmm. as we all know, you mm-hmm. know. And I just hope that this movie is seen by as many South African families as possible. And it's a film that you try to see in the big screen because it's got this wonderful soundtrack. You know, you want to sit there with a big surround sound, really, if you can. So the whole family can go together and watch it. Absolutely. Mothers love this film. Mm. You know, I've seen that. uh, Look, I've I've been to three public screenings and when we had the previews. And, you know, you go to the ladies afterwards and you see these women at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you cry then? Well, you know, I'm I'm very kind of like involved in it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you cease to see it objectively after a while. You know. But directing, you must have intended for people to cry. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wanted to move people with the story because when I first read the script, I was very moved. So it was in the script initially, and that's what drew, drew me to the script. Mm-hmm. It, it touches you, the script. It, the film touches you. So are you going to be going to see it again on, on a big screen? Um, yeah, I will have to go tonight mm-hmm. um, just to peek that the levels are. I'm going to choose a, a cinema and go and make sure that the sound <laughs> levels are where they should be. And then I'm going to go tomorrow night with, with family and, and friends. Which one are you going to tonight? Um, You're not sure. I'm not sure yet. I'm, going to, I'm still thinking about where. It's either going to be Canal Walk or Cavendish. Is it at all cinemas? It's at all cinemas uh, countrywide. We've got a, a broad release with New Metro and Stekinikor. You know, the challenge is that, that we, we had it a week before the school holidays. You know, because we, we, and it also you look at the calendar and you see what else is releasing. That yes. was a challenge, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so I think we've placed it in the right way, but m- as many people as possible need to go this weekend because, you know, they're quite ruthless. They look at the first weekend's figures. And that determines how long how the long is going to be, you know. So, oh, no, but we must keep it there. We must keep well, it I there. I hope so. so. I hope so. That's Everybody it, must uh, go. I hope so. Are you working on anything else at the moment? Do you know, I'm doing something which I'm really, in, I've never done before. I'm, I'm doing a game show. And uh, I was a, it's an international format. And I was um, excited by this game show because in, in this game show, contestants don't play for themselves. They play for somebody else who truly deserves it. And uh, so this it's a lo- lovely format and perfect for this country because there are so many people who are doing things in their communities mm-hmm. despite very, very minimal means who are very deserving, you know, of, 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 of further funds. So does that's does it involve up. money? I was going to say, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. win money for someone else. Yes, you, you play the game mm-hmm. and you're playing for somebody else who's then surprised <sighs> by your winnings. Um, yeah, and it's, it's uh, all made possible 
I have to say bye by Omar because I, I had to find a sponsor mm, for it. And mm, that's always a challenge. Mm. Back to the money. It's always a challenge. <laughs> but listen, um, I think money is out there because you've been going and you've been doing some amazing work. And by now, I thought people would be knocking it at your door to give you money to do these things. Well, that, um, <laughs> uh, I hear so, but the reality is somewhat different. It doesn't change. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank um, you. And I wish you all the best with Felix, and I hope all of us go and see it this weekend. It's important, folks. Uh, it's at cinemas across the country. So good luck. Good luck. I'm, I'm, I want to go, and go for the jazz. I really want to go for the jazz. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're back yeah. after this. My name is Ashraf Garda, and I'm one of the ambassadors of the Shake the World Millennium Bracelet Campaign, which aims to raise social awareness of the eight Millennium Development Goals set by the United Nations in the year 2000. Now, all the goals are equally important and interlinked, but the ones closest to my heart are Goal 2, which is achieve universal primary education, and Goal 4, which is reduce child mortality. Education, as you know, empowers you, and it should give you economic freedom, which should then reduce the number of child deaths. Now, by wearing these colorful beaded bracelets, I'm pledging my support and commitment to helping my country achieve the MDGs through active citizenship. That's how I'm shaking the world. How do you shake the world? This is SAFM. In tune on SAFM. So now the business is up and running. You're making a little bit of money. What are some of the mistakes that people make once the money starts coming in? Uh, swag. Swag. <laughs> we like to pledge. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Living beyond your means and just showing off new money shouts, old yes. money whispers. In tune on SAFM. For the youth, by the youth. 12 midday to 1 o'clock every Saturday, only on SAFM. Otherwise, on SAFM. It's otherwise, it's Heritage Month, and my next guest, wow, Mtagazi. She's a singer, songwriter, musician, and performing artist who is currently performing in a play called Waiting for Rain, which is currently running at Artscape in Cape Town. Mtagazi, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) How do you do all of it together? You write songs, you sing, you perform... I mean, is it just an e- does it come easy to you? Well, not really. I guess it comes with a lot of uh, commitment mm-hmm. to my work and being appreciative of the gift that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working hard every day just to make sure that, you know, the, the, the form of art is being in the place where it deserves to be, mm-hmm. you know, and creating awareness and encouraging other people who look at me as like... Uh, this person who does it all at the same time, you know. Yeah. You're a great role model. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Now, you thank you for bringing Uadi. Uadi, yes. and let's let's talk about Uadi for a minute. Okay. It's 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 ancient. Yes. It's an ancient instrument. Yes. Originally played by, is it exclusively to the Kosa people? Well, it derives from the Khoisan people. Um, uh, it's an instrument with, uh, it's, a, it's got a calabash. The name Uadi derives from Umadi, which is a hole. Mm-hmm. So you get the sound from, from the stick. It vibrates to the string, mm-hmm. from the string to the calabash, and then where you get your overtones. Okay. It's normally played by old women. 
you know, but mm-hmm. I just kind of broke the rules. <laughs> I know, because Uma Cassini plays it yes, as well. Yes, hey. Why do you believe you broke the rules, though? What are the rules? The rules are, in the olden days, it used to be played by a mother for the grandchildren, a grandmother for the je- for the grandchildren, or being played by, like, someone who's dignified in the family, then would have another instrument called umhobe. Mm. It's, it's played by friction. Mm-hmm. So that one can be played by young girls. But I guess now, because I'm married, maybe... You, you, you deserve <laughs> the honor. Maybe of. I deserve the honor of thing. But to me, it's more like uh, calling my ancestors and calling the, the spiritual world to be with me all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I use this instrument for therapeutic purposes sometimes, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Can we hear some of it? Okay. I think you must just pick it up. Yeah. And every yeah. talking so that our listeners understand what, what we're talking about. Now, she's got this calabash hole on her chest. Yeah. Okay. And it's a bowish, uh, it, it looks like the stick is a, how do you bend that stick? Uh, well, you, might, you must bend it. While it's still fresh, Liolo Lenga, my husband, he makes these instruments. Mm-hmm. So you you must bend it while it's still fresh. Then you use the the string to 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 to, to, to maintain the shape. Yes. You know? And then you put the calabash after. Okay. And the calabash is made of? Yeah, uh, it's just a calabash. Uh, that used to be a pumpkin once upon a time. I that think. used to be a pumpkin, and we used to put amasi. Okay. Back in back in time, they still do it in the rural areas. Mm-hmm. Us, but it produces sound at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Against your chest. Okay. Let me let you play. What are you playing for us? I'm playing in Mbula by Nofinishi Juli, one of the ancient ancient vocalists. Like I I got introduced. Um, while I was in Forte, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like this ancient sound. So I like the song. So it's one of the songs that I'm playing in this show, Waiting for Rain. Yeah. Which we'll talk about after yeah. this. But <laughs> just play that okay. song first. clapping where they were but I heard oh, December in the song Noba yeah. did I hear oh, December well it's kind of difficult for me as well to hear what exactly Mamno Finish is saying but I think putting the the puzzle together is it's about this huge guy like someone that they've never seen before I think he came in December oh okay you know in the rural areas we have these ceremonies mm. Mm. the weddings so I think it was a uh, kind of striking character that she ended up writing this song, but I'm still looking for the information. But I just love the song. You know, I can hear with December, I can hear Ngambula, I can hear but the sound. You know, you yeah. hear the sound, and it 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 you travel. It takes you back yes. 
and you can only go to open lands and you know there are no buildings as mm. such there's crawls mm. there's you know there's huts and and maybe a dog barking in the distance but you know it, it, it really transports you and that is such an important part of our our, our heritage to yes. keep mm-hmm. now apart from Mama Dos and and yourself do you think that there is an interest in keeping this instrument alive and and people using it in, in the modern way to do music? Well, uh, I, I definitely I agree with that because, you know, where I come from, I only got intru- introduced into these instruments while I was in varsity. Mm-hmm. Wish I wished that while I was still in high school, would have, like, uh, our teachers teaching us about our own indigenous music, you mm-hmm. know, because it's very important to, to, to maintain our culture, where we come from, mm-hmm. to know where we're going at the same time with this music. And even now, uh, Leo has come up with a new way of playing this instrument. You can plug it on a, on a you have a, this cable and an amp. So... Every time we get these new ways of playing it, and this, it's, it's amazing, you know, this orchestra playing these instruments mixed with the violins and everything. So I think it's very important for us to continue using our, our indigenous instruments and learning about them, giving ourselves time mm. to, to learn about these instruments. Yeah. Mm. Hold that thought, because we're taking news headlines with Utsila Saku, and we'll be back after this. Okay. Thanks, Shadow. In the headlines, the Institute of Security Studies has accused the government of trying to avoid transparency, transparency regarding the severity of crime in South Africa. Spokesperson Gareth Newman says police are in possession of new technology that makes crime statistics available daily. The case involving the controversial landing of the Gupta family's privately chartered plane at the Waterkloof military base earlier this year has been postponed until next month in the military court. And a court in India has sentenced four men to death by hanging after they were found guilty of the gang rape and murder of the woman in a bus in the capital Delhi last December. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest in the studio is Mtwagazi who's a singer-songwriter, musician, and if you, you heard the performance there. But she's here because she is in a play called Waiting for Rain that is currently running at Artscape. Now, rain, Tragazi, symbolizes so many things to so many different people. Let's start with you. What does rain symbolize well, to you? To me, it symbolizes uh, purity. You know, when there's been drought... For a long time and then back in, in the rural areas we would have women coming to the mountains and praising Kamata to, 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 to call for rain because when you need rain it's where you need to cleanse it's where you need to, 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 to be born again you know artistically it brings back your energy mm. you know, it cleanses Everything to start from scratch, basically. It's new beginnings. Know. Yeah, it's new beginnings. That's how I see it. Yeah. And that's why Queen Mujaji was prayed for rain for so long, you exactly. know, in yeah. different areas. But I think the common meaning is that it's new beginnings. Mm. It's 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 cleansing, as you say. I mean, but it it also has the and when when it rains uh, during a very special occasion, uh, people see it as a blessing, um, yes. especially. I know, I think when Nelson Mandela was inaugurated, 
in the first year it rained and that's how we realized that our democracy had really been blessed, you know, had come in. But now back to waiting for rain. What can you give us just a thread of what it's about? Yeah, waiting for rain, it's about, uh, as I've said, uh, something that signals the rebirth, new life and the release of artistic energy. So there we having like um, a collaboration of uh, dance because it's a dance theater mm-hmm. uh, choreographed by Jakey Monyapelo and Ina Mohane. There's, we have Christopher Kindo. We have Tandemile Mandela is one of the composers and myself. And uh, it's basically uh, a combination of the modern time and the ancient time mm. brought together into stage, into a performance where you'd find these hip-hop scenes mm-hmm. so nice. You find these young girls being cleansed. At the same time, you find a movement of this like uh, this ancient classical music at the same time. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's great. And my character, being like an ancestor, and I, I'm also a mother to these kids, you know. So... This is um, um, what you call uh, a combination of, as I've said, a modern time and the ancient time brought together on stage, you know, and we're using dance to, 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 to kind of uh, portray that and image. Express. Yeah, and express, yeah. So dance, music, and it's all kind of in a melting pot there that is, celebrates the waiting is yes. it celebrating does the rain come or you're yes. waiting still yeah. for the rain? <laughs> no the rain does eventually come because mm-hmm. you know we've been um coming together with these emotions you know and then at the end we sing Taniswa's song Tongolam you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. then towards the end of the song then the rain comes. Mm-hmm. Then you, it's so it's so amazing. You must come to the show. These dancers <laughs> they're wearing these white garments. It's so well, beautiful. your face just lights up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I can see you beaming like this as you as you explain what the yeah. show is about. You 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 wrote some of the music. Yes. Um, and you you also perform. Difficult again, I think. You know, or is it easier for you to to perform to your own music? Well, um, I don't necessarily compose the n- instrumental for the music. Uh, I work with my husband, Liolo Lenga, and mm-hmm. he's uh, running his company, Kangi Kangi Productions. Mm. So he happens to be my manager at the same time. So I spend so much time with him writing the instrumental of the songs, right? And then I write the lyrics mm. at the same time. But whatever arrangement we come with, it's something that we both agree on. So... When I met up with Jackie, she kind of liked that idea, and then she approached me if I could be part of this uh, this uh, production, Waiting for Rain, and I felt honored because, I mean, we've had a relationship of working together since they used to come and choreography us back in varsity, mm-hmm. you know. So she kind of uh, got introduced to the music that I do, you know. But it's not something very difficult because, you know, when you do something when out you of your heart, mm-hmm. you know, when you, love, when you it. love it, you don't feel any pain, you know. You just do what you love. Well, where do you find a man who is your <laughs> husband and is your manager and is doing all these things with you? You must share the secret because that's very rare. No, but, you know, I think it's one of those things that are called blessings. Mm. It was just a blessing for me because it was as simple as meeting up in class because mm-hmm. we used to go 
we used to be in the same department, department of music, you know, so we would meet, so I would sing there on the side and playing his guitar. Sometimes he would ask me to assist him. So it never started off as something that's, uh, uh, we, ne- we were not financially aware, we were not business minded at that time, we were just doing what we love. So it grew to be something bigger than we expected, you know. So you found know, the common denominator yes, between the yeah, two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, who should come and see the show, Waiting for Rain? Well, I guess everyone, young and old, you know, because it, it's just, it's beautiful. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, you know. Someone has to be there to see the show. It's so amazing. Last night we had this audience. It was so amazing. They were laughing. You get emotional. It provokes all the kind of emotions in you it's playful but at the same time it can get very serious you know so i think everyone is allowed to see the show it sounds very honest and pure and as i say transported yeah are you able to do us another song please before you go yeah i can please do because i loved (laughs) it so much and in case somebody else missed it i think just for you to say goodbye to us and give us a taste of things to come um you could do another song for us what is this one called it's called Umnambokandu, uh, mm-hmm. the lineage of uh, humankind. I named it after my son, but unfortunately he passed away this year. Well, let's celebrate him So I like him to too. celebrate him. Let's celebrate him again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, where can people find your music? Uh, I know you've worked with lo- loads of people. You've worked with Tandi Shamazwai, Simpiwe Danas, Bongilo Kumal, Neo Moyanga, just, you know, the list goes on. But do you have anything of your own that... Um, yeah, um, we currently working on an album. Yeah, <laughs> working on an album uh, that that's gonna. We thinking that we should release it December, you know, summer month end November beginning December. So yeah, it's called Gandu. It's titled Gandu. So you should look out for it, guys. You know. Now you're making me cry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so emotional. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Mtogazi, thank you so much. Thank and good luck you. with Waiting for Rain. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Eh? And happy Heritage much. Month. Happy Heritage Month to you too. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was Mtogazi. Um, the play is called Waiting for Rain. Now she's left me crying. <laughs> Waiting for Rain. It's at Artscape uh, in Cape Town. Go and see it. It, it started on the 6th and will be finished by the 15th. So you have tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday to see it if you're in Cape Town. And I'm hoping for others that it, it, it does travel to your part of town because I think it promises and to be something very special. We're going to come back and continue our heritage talk um, about a tour, the Fordsburg Page View Struggle Tour after this. Join me, Hilton Tarrant, every weeknight at 6 for the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. With breaking business news, expert analysis, investment insights, and the story behind the story, we're helping you make sense of the markets and your money. That's the Market Update, weeknights right here on SAFM at 6. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Liberace! Behind the Candelabra is a 2013 American drama film directed by Steven Sonnenberg about the last 10 years in the life of pianist Liberace and the secret affair he had with Scott Thorson. This is my friend, Scott Thorson. You are incredible out there. I have a great idea. Why don't you come work for me? Behind the Candelabra. We'll be out on cinemas on the 26th of September, 2013. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, Flo Bird is the... Um, oh, I need to get hold of myself. Is the chairman of the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation. And she's on the f- phone talking to us about the Forsberg Pageview Struggle Tour. Hello, Flo. How are you? Flo? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good, good. This is exciting. The, the, the Forsberg Page View Struggle Tour. Tell us about where does it come from? I mean, was this just to celebrate our heritage? Yes, that was the main idea. Um, we did it earlier in Forsberg and we felt, oh gosh, we hadn't really done what we should have, which is Forsberg to fit us. That's what it should be called, <laughs> not to Page View, because Page View is, um, is a late uh, developer. Page View actually comes in only in 1965, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fetos is what it used to be, and that's actually what we'll be looking at. You know, the old houses of Fetos, and it was originally Malay vacation. Uh, so it dates back to 1896, I think. 1896? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's a long it's time. It's our oldest part of the city. Now, you start at the, at, at, at the plaza on Freedom Square, and then... Yes. And then you move on to... Well, we're going to be walking up Bree Street because uh, there's a wonderful building there. The, uh, the, it was known as the Bree Street Primary School, but... It's now called the Johannesburg Muslim School for Girls. Beautiful old building, and it happens to be the place where nearly everybody had to go to school because it was the only Indian primary school in the Transvaal. And under a racist regime, they could not go, you know, to the local school. Mm-hmm. So um, people like Kathy Kafrada had to come in and stay with with 
friends or family in order to be able to go to school. Uh, it was not, you know, there was no school in the... He was in Schwarzwaldau, so no other school available. So it's got a huge history. In fact, it must count among us, uh, old boys and girls, the most illustrious group of struggle heroes uh, of any school in South Africa. Well, I, th- I see Molly Fisher went to that school as well, did she? No. They, what happened was when the forced removals came and the Group Areas Act was being enforced against them, the government deliberately closed the schools knowing that the parents would be desperate and want to send their children to school and therefore would uh, relocate to uh, Lanesia. Oh. But, of course, the parents didn't like that idea at all, and they did try and set up uh, what was known as the Congress School, which um, was a private arrangement, <laughs> very difficult for them to keep it going. And Molly Fisher was one of the teachers. Ah. So um, that was also an illustrious group of people. But it, it was really too difficult for them to manage to find the finance uh, and keep that up. So the, it was called Central, officially called Central Indian High School, actually closed after a few years. Mm-hmm. And then f- from that school, then, you continue, is, is that the end of your tour, or do you continue elsewhere? Oh, yes, we're going around down Bree Street, then we'll go into Lotus Street, which is where Amina Kacharya and her husband Yusuf live, and round the corner to where Amina's sister lives. And then around another corner, and we get to Zora Mansion, which is where Mosey Muller lives, and Dr. Jasper's Surgery, which is another famous site. So there's a whole lot. Oh, yes, and we go, go into Crown Road, so we will be passing where Pablo Saluji lives. You know, he was the uh, young man who was tortured, and eventually his body was found, mm. having fallen seven stories from the graves. Whether he died before he fell or uh, died from the fall, uh, doesn't seem to be entirely sure. So we, we'll, be, we'll be seeing a lot in Fallsburg, and those are mainly the, uh, the great struggle heroes. When we come to Pageview, we'll be dealing with the story of how people in the end said, no, no, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. We're not going to Lanasia. These are our homes, and we're going to stay. And that in itself is the most inspiring story because, mm-hmm. you know, the buildings were being knocked down around them. Sometimes underneath them they would come in and remove windows and things if people were upstairs. And the moment anyone moved out of a building, the bulldozers would come in. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could be in the middle of a row and uh, staying there with all this noise. And it's really terrifying, you can imagine. You can imagine. Flo, what, what exists at the moment at all those points that you're going to visit and go through? Well, 67 uh, people fought against the, uh, or refused to be relocated to Lanasia. So in page view, we will be looking at, we're not going inside because uh, it's quite, you know, they're quite small buildings and I haven't asked permission. We're going to go and see the houses, talk about the people and what, uh, what they, uh, you know, the sort of struggle they went through. But we'll also talk about some memories of 14th Street. Mm-hmm. We'll be going to see Selma Patel's place in 14th Street, which I think people uh, may well remember. I certainly do. <laughs> um, I remember going into the shops in 14th Street. 
and then we'll be coming back looking at the artwork on the uh, Fort, you know underpass. Um, so it and then passing the police south mm-hmm. in the Fortsburg police station before we return to uh, just wave goodbye that really exquisitely beautiful mosque which you see at the end of Foster Street. Flo, you, you're such a wonderful storyteller. Are you leading the group? Yes, I am. There are two of us going. Um, Maggie, Georgianis, and I will be uh, taking the tour. We're doing it as a single, uh, as a single group, um, in the in the hope that everybody <laughs> will be able to help us and con- and, and contribute. Because that I, I know there are some Indian folk coming along who may well have stories about some of their neighbours, which mm-hmm. would be lovely. How many people do you expect, or can you accommodate? Uh, only 40. I really don't want to go bigger than that. That's quite <laughs> a long trail down a pavement. And remember, we don't have big, wide pavements anywhere. They're all quite narrow. Okay. So, no, I don't want to go too big. Okay, and are you doing, I know it's happening tomorrow um, at 2 p.m., but is this going to be an ongoing uh, event throughout the month, or is this a once-off? Uh, this one's a one-off. We did a, a Jewish struggle tour earlier this year. We did that in a bus because they were too far apart. We couldn't walk the distance. And uh, we did over the we we did a whole lot of walking tours last weekend. But we did a bus tour that took us right out to Cape Town to go to Freedom Square, which mm. is now Walter Sassoon. Mm. And we followed the struggle sites in Johannesburg Central. You know, right in the inner city area. Um, and then back up to the fort and the women's jail, because I really do want to, you know, emphasize the, the women who were involved. Because mm. I tend to find that uh, get laid. Well, how can we convince you to make these permanent tours, even if you train somebody to to take over t- the storytelling bit? Because I'm sure it's tiresome for you. You can't do it all the time. But it's so it's such an interesting story. For I, I think a lot more people than 40 people in one day would be w- would love to hear it. Well, we are prepared to do the tours again. At you know, if there's a group. Uh, asking for it, mm. um, or a school or something, we can we can repeat them, and I'm sure we will repeat it next year. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, we're all volunteers, mm. so it's you know it becomes a bit difficult. <laughs> I know. And we're, we're we're doing tours every weekend for Joburg Heritage, and uh, you, you know there there does come a limit to what you, how much time you can give. Because there's a group there, you know, there's a huge amount of research involved. Mm. Um, although these are famous people, you can find them readily on the Internet, it's a matter of attaching them to a place. Otherwise, uh, you know, it seems meaningless. Then I, you may as well read a book or, you know, attend a lecture or something. How do the first, first 40 get to you? Well, they can book through, and many people have already booked, through a comfy ticket. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, if they can arrive, but please, before 2 o'clock, we have to leave at 2 or we're going to be too late. Uh, they must arrive, and there's a, spare, there's a very nice parking lot on the corner of Malarpa and Bree Street, uh, and it's not quite as well used as the other sides around the plaza, so I'm hoping people come to this. This is on the east side, and if they find us there... Um, you know, they can uh, they can book when they get there, they can pay when they arrive. 
Thank you, Flo, for chatting to us, and, and good luck with the tour. Huh? Thanks so much. Thank you. So, Johannesburg Heritage Foundation, uh, they run these tours often. I'm sure you, the first 40 have gone and got their tickets already. Thanks to Flo. Uh, it's now time for our children's program. The story today is that of a smelling sea. Thank you so much for joining us. The program is available as a podcast on our website. And thanks to my guests, Roberta Durant from Twagazi and Flo Bird. And you have yourself a great weekend. Uh, we're back with Otherwise on Monday. It is now time for SAFM News with Utsile Saku at 2 o'clock.